So, this is The Philippe Show, continuing. Yes. Otis, the third, this is the third episode. We have our beers. Yes, we're also we filming this as well, and uh, we may have it appearing on the old YouTube channel. Yes. So, um, this is my good friend Otis, and he's quite an inspiring person. We've known each other for a few months now, and we're currently around your lovely flat. Yes. So, there's still a lot I need to get done. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah. We're starting nicely, yeah. and there's still a long way to go. So yeah. if you come here in a few uh, weeks or months' time, it's be much much better. Photos okay. everywhere. Yes. Yeah. So tell us, Otis, um, you have been living in Lisbon for how long? I have been living in Lisbon for um, almost four years right now. Oh, was it four years? I didn't yes. realize it was yeah. so long. Yeah. Already. It's yeah. been almost four years. Uh, by I came in 2016 January. Mm. So by the end of this year, to make it four years, exactly four years. Fantastic. Yeah. So Otis is currently studying. Yes. You're studying economics, yes. if I'm correctly. Yes. And you are quite the entrepreneur. Yes. And quite the dancer. Yes. So <laughs> uh, obviously I'm going to pass over to Otis in a second, but you, you, are, you have a, a big influence of African culture in your dancing. Yeah. And we were at this awesome weekend, uh, week, this kind of... Summer camp, powerhouse summer camp, mm -hmm. and uh, that was awesome. You were showing us all awesome moves there, mm -hmm. which is cool. So there's a few strings to your bow. Um, so tell us a bit about your entrepreneurial interests as well. Yes, so to dance. Okay, yeah. So um, I I started a couple of businesses in the past. I've failed in, in a number of them. <laughs> as, as happens, I think, to most of us. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, every time I fail, I always start back up again. But uh, recently, I have a project or a new business that I have been working on for a very, very long time right now. Yeah. And this year, it's an exciting year because the business has started to come together. Yeah. Um, it's a fashion company. It's a fashion brand called The Vibe Brand. And um, we make um, um, clothing um, and apparel out of renewable materials. Our first item of um, production is uh, sunglasses. So we are making our sunglasses out of renewable materials such as bamboo and wood. Um, our goal is to sort of infuse technology into our fashion apparel so it makes it much more interactive with people. We are still working on the tech part, but for now we've decided to have our products, our sunglasses online. Yes. And yeah, and hopefully maybe some big retail store might want to find interest in our products and have them and we can sell from their platform. Yes, and you're telling me that you've been quite a time of testing, five yes. years. And you, you were telling me that you, there's a lot of things you were testing. You've been doing a lot of research. Yes. And you mentioned about different materials you were trying, which yes. were breaking when you were trying yes. to... Was it cut it with that special machine? Yes, the CNC machine. So the CNC uh, machine? CNC machine. So, yeah. So, we, the problem with wood is that you have to have the right kind of wood or the right kind of bamboo. So, you just can't use any kind of wood. You just can't use any kind of bamboo. Um, but fortunately, so we, you know, we, we were amateurs into this business, so we had to learn everything from scratch. Mm. Uh, my co-founder, Tayo Loloba, has been very, very instrumental in developing the product. He's more of the um, operations and the product, product guy. I am more of the marketing uh, person. Yeah. So uh, we've had several trials and errors in terms of like making the perfect product. But finally, we got it right. You know, after several years, after four, uh, about four and a half years of yeah, trying. Yeah, amazing. Yes. Yeah, so we finally tries. got it right, and we uh, we're making headway. We feel as if um, um, once we continue to on this tra tra trajectory, we can um, 
we can make the products even better. But we are getting a lot of positive feedback on the quality of the product, really? how it looks. And yeah, we hope to do much, much better, you know. And we're just starting out, like, you know, showing people the, um, um, the products. Our goal right now, we're not so focused a lot on profit. We just want to see people enjoy our products and, you know, just to... And, and what we're doing with our products is that we're not just... Um, we're thinking of other things we're doing. We're going to do, use to other, other projects we're working with the pro for the product. For example, we are partnering with um, Malube Foundation, which is an NGO. My friend, Unma, um, her name is Unma. She started this NGO, amazing NGO in Nigeria that um, helps um, empower youths and women in rural communities and they leverage on technology to start support them. So our goal is wow. to use our, um, this platform on our business to help support that project. Um, yeah. So a lot of it's based in Nigeria, isn't it? You see yes. the woods from Nigeria? Yes, 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 yes. So we, 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 we do have suppliers for the wood right now. So then, uh, and then what we do is that we get the wood, then we cut the wood based on our designs. You know, we, we, we use sandpaper to make it smooth and we spray the wood, making sure that it's good. And then we assemble. What do you mean by, by it's good? So making sure that it's, uh, because you have to treat the wood make sure that the wood doesn't... Um, oh, it doesn't rot. Yeah, exactly. So that, um, you know, you have some insects and some bugs that, oh, that, that... Yeah, exactly. So you have to have the right kind of wood. You have to make sure the wood has been properly treated. You have to make sure that the wood lasts long. Like, because people are going to use your products in a variety of ways. Yeah. Now, we do not claim to be experts yet, but we've learned a lot from failing. Well, five years. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, but we feel, we feel as if there's much more, because it's a big learning curve. None of us went to wood. Uh, we're not, <laughs> not carpenters. We're not, we're not wood experts. So um, yeah. the goal is that we're learning. We keep on learning. Um, you know, we and as we make more money, we hope to increase our knowledge, make the product better. Um, our goal, we, we, even though we're starting off with wood and stuff like that, our goal is to have renewable materials. So if we can find some way of like maybe using recycled plastic, um, recycled, um, even recycled wood as well. That's the goal. You have furniture you're not using anymore. We want to turn out the glasses as well. So why sunglasses? Like why? Like what's what's your reason for doing sunglasses? So are you uh, just there to make money? No, no, no. So so. Sunglasses is just the beginning of the product line we want to have. We're going to be making prescription glasses as well, so not just sunglasses. So, so like the reason why we started the business in the first place was that we, we felt that um, a lot of glasses out there were overpriced. They were unsustainable. And from we, a personal we, we, we won't mention any names. Yes, we won't mention any <laughs> names. Yeah. They were unsustainable. And I think one of the major reasons was because we wanted a solution to solve one of my own problems, which was, I was, 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 I was always problem? losing I'm my, yes, I'm always losing my glasses all the time. Um, yes, you mentioned, yes. So I always, I wake up in the morning, I go into the shower and I don't remember where I put my glasses after coming out of the shower and I, that takes about 10 to 15 minutes of my time. <laughs> Recently, I went partying with some friends and my glasses went somewhere. I couldn't even find the glasses. I had to pay um, a significant amount of money to get a new pair of prescription glasses, which was oh, these ridiculous. ones you're wearing now. This ones I'm wearing right now, which were crazy. So which are kind of cool. They're cool. They've got like the half tortoise shell style. Yeah, but by the time we start making precision glasses, they're going to be way cooler than this. <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, we're not yet. We're not there yet. So, um, so I, I, we decided that why don't we make glasses that will be unlosable and they could be trackable, and then we made out of renewable materials. Unlosable. So, so what, they, they are... So, for example... They we're have going, flashing lights on them? So, can't, <laughs> you can't so for example, it. we're going to have, like, some tech inside there. Um, the technology is already out there, but our, what we were proposing is to adapt that technology to our own use. Because um, yeah. you mentioned you're going to have... Uh, 
What's the letters? RFID technology. RFID, RFID technology. Which I, which I was likening to a little bit like the um, contactless technology, wasn't it? Yes, the or NFC not? technology. Yes, yeah. it's very similar. I'm not an expert in RFID. My partner, um, Tayo, would be able to give you much more information on that. <laughs> he, is the, he is the IT tech person. Yeah. Yes, so, so the glasses have this technology. So the, the, the goal is to have that technology infused into the glasses. Oh, okay, so and in the future. In the future, in the nearest future. And what, what happens? You become the Terminator? Or? <laughs> so what happens is that you 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 are in a party you've had too much fun you have a few beers to drink and you, your glasses fall off and you're about to head home as you're just leaving the radius of um, of transmission of the rfid technology your phone gets you get a notification from it saying oh you just left your glasses behind you get a notification just like a text message or like a, a, a ringtone or something like that. and then you you go back to get the unless perhaps you even forget to um um, to, to, to acknowledge the notification and you go home, you, because your phone and the RFID have been communicating all night, what happens is that um, your phone tells you the last place that they it communicated were. with your with your glasses. So you never lose your glasses. And if, for example... So if you're at home and you're not sure where they are, exactly. So what happens? Within a radius, because RFID technology has like a minimum radius of that, that it operates, um, what, we, what we are proposing or what we are trying to design is, is that so I take my phone and I, um, I open the phone and I, it has like a radar that could find where my, my glasses are. So if it's under the, under the chair, you can find it there. If it's in the bathroom, you'll find it there. And so you don't have to spend a lot of time searching and wondering where your glasses are. I, and it's just, you know, investing in glasses, is, is, it's a significant investment. I don't spend much on my sunglasses because I lose them. Okay. So imagine if you have this kind of innovation, you never have to lose your glasses. And it's more, it feels more like an investment. We feel as if, okay, yes. Um, and we feel from, from our research, we feel like by them include this tech inside the glasses, we feel like um, it's not going to be as expensive as you would have for the Google glasses, which does weigh way much more. But as it's just, but they're not as fashionable as. So what we're trying to do is to have more flexibility in terms of like fashion accessories, more, vari vari more, more, more uh, variety, but with technology. Infusing that. And so the ones now which don't have the technology, yes. what, what would you say, what do you like about them? I think... Um, Is there anything you like about them? Yes, I think they're very <laughs> affordable. Yeah. That's number one. So affordable but look bad? No, affordable or, they look good too. Oh, you, 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 I think oh. you, saw, you, you saw some of the samples. Yeah, they, they, no, were, they, they, they were yeah, good quality. Yeah, they look cool. I would, say, I would say more or less is, is the dream we are selling. Oh, the dream. Oh, the dream we are selling. What's the dream? Yeah, exactly. So the Nigerian dream. Yes, the Nigerian dream, yeah. and the, I think the dream of every young person to make it in life, just to do something bigger than themselves. Like awesome. if you look at my me and my partner Tayo, we came from. Um, I came from a city called Ibadan, where um, there isn't a lot that happens in that city. It's a very very big city, but it's, there's certainly a lot that happens in that city, and and you know we came from backgrounds whereby our parents had to work hard to get a lot of stuff. And we just got to the point that there's so much we could do yeah. in terms of like what we could contribute to the society, how we could help ourselves get better, how we could help ourselves, our families become better. You know, how, like if I, I mentioned earlier on that we are working with an NGO, you know, and how we could just do a little much, a little much more. And now with the whole um, climate change, you know, we're looking for people are looking for solutions on how we can make things much more sustainable. You know, the fashion industry contributes a lot of waste. Yes, yeah, know, like fast fashion. Exactly. So you know, we're trying months. to see how can we just do better, you know, by, you know, by meeting basic needs, you know, of just having a nice fashionable pair of sunglasses, you know, and, and be sustainable and be affordable, you know, and, and, look, and look good and stylish as well. And but like I said, the, the just trying to make it out of a particular situation to a better situation. And that's all we've put into the glasses. So like I said, 
five years been working on these glasses. There are many times we have failed, you know, but we had this dream that, you know what, having this pair of glasses could actually make us better individuals, could help us support projects in, you know, in rural communities, could help us um, um, help the planet, can help us, you know, can help people who don't have the budgets to buy like big brand names, can afford us with the same quality, you know. I know it takes a lot of time also for us to craft a particular glasses, you know. So it's a lot of it's a lot of passion, it's a lot of emotions going to that pair of glasses. Each glasses has a story of several times of me and my partner, our sufferings, our uh, our, our sadness, the times we've been broke because we've been investing in oh the business. Gosh. So so much that goes into it. So it's just fulfilling a dream. And I think our, our slogan says, define your cool, be original. And that says a whole lot. You know, we've... Say that again, sorry? Define your cool, yeah. be original. This is your slogan? This, this is a slogan for the, for the business. Define your cool, be original. Be original, yes. And, and the like interesting that. thing is that, you know, we've been through so much, you know, and everybody's dictating to us how we should run our business or how we should do a certain thing or how we should, you know, how we should behave, you know, you know, it's really coming from the community that we come come from, you know. There's a particular kind of expectations people have have about about us, and we just said that why do, we want to do things our own way. We want to contribute to things our own way. We want to be, we want to be, every, you know, we are cool by our own standards. We don't need you to approve us to be cool, you know, you know. So that's why we said define your own cool, you know, be original. So we are we are we are like we're a fashion company for everybody, you know. We don't need to tell you this is what you should be. Um, this is what is hip in town. That's why we have several varieties. You know, right now we are starting off with about seven models. Right now, seven, seven. So we hope to males and females. Males and, most most of them are unisex. Yeah. Uh, we have one particular model that is typically tending towards um, the female side. But if you're male and you feel as if you want to rock that style as well, hey, define your core, be original. <laughs> it's you, be you. So we can't tell you um, what is what is for you. You know, depending on your style, depending on how you feel or what you want to do. You know, you do it, do you. You know, that's what the message we're trying. To preach and the same thing is just a it's just a we're like preaching a message of hope just be yourself do you don't let people dictate your own life so like i said it's a dream we are packaging together not just a product it's the dream we're packaging dreams of our own dreams dreams of our friends our families you know the communities mm. that we're trying to support um that's really interesting i love hearing the stories behind mm. behind businesses and and products and ideas and does it have uh, UV protection? Yes. And polarization. Yes, and things polarization, like that? UV protection. And um, and you, you've mentioned your your strong interest in hip hop. Yes. And you've mentioned to me you that you have this interest in hip hop and business. Yes. So uh, many people might be wondering, hip hop and business are they not two completely polarized things, separate? Yeah. Using the polar pun, we've been talking about polarization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> how does hip hop and business? You said how he said yeah. Tell me more about it. Yeah, so I think the reason why I even started to get intrigued was the fact that why people were so surprised that Jay Z became a billionaire. Like it was so much of a big news. But we people, we hip hop heads, we knew it was coming. And perhaps maybe it was even a billionaire before it was actually um, stated or publicly known that it was a billionaire. Because Jay Z, for example, has been making moves. A lot of the people in the hip hop community have been making moves, and I think. There has been this big disparity between um, hip hop culture and the business culture. You know, when you think of hip hop, you think of gangsters and drug dealers. But fun fact is that you call it the drug business because fundamentally it's a business. You have customers, you have um, you have clients, you have suppliers, you have partners. You know, you have like a whole ecosystem of dealers and things like that. You have structure, you have organizations. You know, they have the ways they communicate. And all of this is embedded 
as a matter of fact, and it's quite innovative how some of these people they, they, they communicate with each other, you know, through gang signs and stuff like that. It's really intriguing. It's a very intricate detail of how they communicate and stuff like that. So when I see people get surprised about gangsters who often um, make it through hip-hop, you know, how they become so successful in business, I'm like, why are you so surprised? Fundamentally, they got training from, from the, the streets. Face. Just because it's different from you, mm. but the same principles are the same. You know, in, you want to get a new customer, you crash the prices of your drugs. You want to move into a new territory, you have to be aggressive, you know, in terms of like, you know, some, some drug dealers might even give you like samples and stuff like that to try. Just, once you get hooked on it, you come on then you come, you, you start to buy from them, you know. So, is this, so you would call everyone to become drug dealers? That's not the best way to learn business. <laughs> but my point is that people shouldn't be so surprised okay. about, um, about how hip-hop, people in the hip-hop community... Uh, make, make it so big, you know, because those guys are intelligent. Like when you see some of the moves, and also, also a lot of them are also stupid as well, you know, because I would say not everything in the hip hop culture is, um, is, is really good. There's some things that, that, that turn out to be bad, but a lot of it has, 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 has helped a lot of communities. For example, you know, one of the things that intrigued me about how um, hip hop started was the fact that, you know, in the hoods in those days and in, in the US, you know, um, one of the ways they used to talk about stories that happened in the and the communities was through rap. People would come together in the streets, they would freestyle about what happened the other day, you know, they get that piece of information. It was just, it was beyond rhyming, you know, and it's poetry. And, you know, I always find it, no, if, really if, cool. if, if it frustrates me how, when um, rap was coming up, how people used to think of it as not music, as if it wasn't art. But it's technically, it, that's what it is. It is poetry. That's all it is. And, you know, and it's amazing how, why would you say that isn't poetry? Because perhaps a certain group of people produce that kind of music, so it's suddenly it isn't art, suddenly it's not creative. But it's very, very... It's people like Jay-Z, where they never write, 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 write their raps on a piece of paper. Everything comes from the head. You're joking. No, I'm serious. Jay-Z never writes a rap. He always... Um, he, 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 he memorizes his rap, you understand? He does it in the head. He never writes, never writes it on, on a piece of paper, and he says it out, you know, coming up with words just out of the blue, you know, especially guys who freestyle very well. So it's, you have to be very, very intelligent. You have to have a very good memory. You have to be, have a very good play on words, you know. A lot of it, they put in a lot of sarcasm. They put a lot of metaphors inside it. And sometimes you have to be embedded in the culture for you to get it. Like if my parents were to listen to some rap music, they probably don't understand the, the lingo, what it means. But when we listen to it, you know, we understand what it's saying. Even when it's, what it's saying isn't literal, you know, but you understand like this is what it's implying because, you know, they make a lot of references to, to a variety of things, references to, um, to politics, references to, 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 to movies, you know. So you have to be embedded in the culture for you to understand the benefits of rap. So um, there's so much rap hip-hop has to offer in terms of like business. As a, which, because and hip hop was inf has been influenced a lot by the um, um, gang culture, uh, which fundamentally has significant business structures. You know, if you think about, think about it, they have significant business structures. You have like a CEO, yeah? a violent CEO, but he's nevertheless a CEO. You know, understand? So you have enforcers. You know, you have you have supervisors. You have all this kind of. You have suppliers. You know, you have you know you 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 have you have. They even have some people. They even get innovative. For example, we look at the. I think the. Uh, what's the name of the drug dealer that escaped from prison? Is it El Chapo? Uh, uh -huh. El Chapo, El Chapo, El Chapo Guzman. Um, Where is uh, he from? Uh, Mexico. So, so, and then he was taken in prison, and his guys built a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I think with like bikes and stuff like that. It's on YouTube, you know, but like oh turn went to the prison and got him out. Intricate is, you know, they even have like lights and stuff like that. I mean, 
you know, they did probably, they, they probably, they got, have, did they get him out? They got him out. He was on TV. Is he, is he, he still out? No, I think they, 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 they recaptured <laughs> him again. Now he's, they took him, they, exp, they expedited him to the, oh, extradi okay. extradite, expedite, Extradited extradited him, him to mm. the US. Now he's locked up in the US. But my point is that they do a lot of research. The other day on CNN, I was saying of how this makes, these drug lords made a submarine to take drugs from all parts. You know, they're trying to, they see, they see how the law enforcement is trying to crack down and they get innovative. Yeah. Our products have to get there. They made a freaking submarine. Wow. That's, that's not easy. Exactly. Yeah. So you can imagine the amount of dollars they're putting in terms of investment, in terms of research. You know, you know it's, it's crazy for them to create something like that for themselves, you know, and, yeah. you know, and to be able to transport. I was amazed. Like, they literally built like a... It wasn't like... Obviously, you might not have had the same capabilities as the proper standard submarine, but the fact yeah. that they had like an underwater vehicle that would just, you know... Go, go behind um, the detection of um, ships and stuff like that. It's amazing. So what I'm wondering is, has hip-hop influenced your business yes. acumen? It does. And, and uh, I, I, let, let's even first talk about the motivational side of hip-hop. From me. your drug dealing days? <laughs> Thankfully, I was never a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have friends who, who were into that kind of lifestyle, but uh, it wasn't yeah. for me. Yeah, my mom would have Good. spanked me and yeah. kicked kick me out of the house. Thankfully. Yeah. So how has it helped you then? Huh? How's hip hop helped you? So in, I, I think I think first of all the stories. Let's talk about the inspirational part of the stories. I one of my favorite part of hip hop is that I just don't listen to the words. I always like to know the story behind okay. the, the art, the artist. How did he come up? What did he do? What were his mistakes? And for me, so I spend a lot of time watching interviews. Really. A lot of on YouTube, YouTube, on YouTube, you know, with watch, famous artists. Yes, with famous artists. Some of my favorite artists. Yeah. I watch a lot of the Breakfast Club. Uh, with Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, and uh, DJ Envy. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's an amazing radio, radio, radio show, and the interview, like, it's, it's, I think it's one of the biggest hip-hop shows in the U.S., I think, I, but I love the show a lot. And then they invited a bunch of people from um, Jay-Z to 50 Cent, and then you get to hear, and I read a lot of Wikipedia as well, so sometimes when I like a song, I go to Wikipedia, I just go to the song, I, or I listen to something interesting in the person's, on the person's um, album, and I'm like, ah, what is this? And I go to check this, check you know, the story behind the scenes story about this guy, you know. And then you get to know a lot, like, oh, like, this guy isn't just random, you know. And I listen to their stories of how the 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 the, 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 the struggle. Fifty Cent, for example, got shot nine times, survived that, you know. You know, his mom got killed in the fire. Really? Yeah. There's so many things that happen, you know. And then oh, with all the struggles and stuff like that, he 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 made it out. He, you know, he, he became successful. And that's a lot of the stories of many of these guys. One of my favorite artists of all time right now is Mick Mill. You know, recently um, he was incarcerated, you know, um, for, you know, he was incarcerated. And right now, because he was incarcerated, he's, re he's free now. And all charges have been dropped, I think. You have to check on that. But um, interesting, what the thing that is interesting about Mick Mill's story is that is how he came, how he came from the slums to becoming famous, how he was framed as a kid. By pol by corrupt policemen, and you know, and how you know how he was, um, how the justice system didn't favor him, you know, and with all these things, you know, he still persevered, you know. Now he's so much of an inspiration. Now he's fighting for just justice reforms in the U.S. You know, he's speaking out against police brutality, you know, and it's quite interesting how somebody who was um, nothing evolved, and you could hear all of that in his music. So he's a hip-hop artist? Yes, rap artist, you know, Mick Mill. Um, from where? Where's he from? Philadelphia. 
Oh, Philly. Philly. Yes, Philly. So uh, I really like Mick Miller a whole lot because you listen to his music and I identify. Like I might not have dealt drugs, but I identify with the fact that I'm trying to be. Um, I'm somewhere where of a place of oppression, a place of of failure, a place where people say you can never get out, and then the anger, the passion of you know of of that of being in that situation, you know, and you know. And getting out of that situation, what I've got to do to get out of that situation, you know, I've got to hustle, you know. Me hustling could be I'm doing I work full time, I'm studying full time, yes, I'm doing my true. business full time, I'm volunteering in church, you know, I'm doing so many things because I have that I have that hustle mentality. What do you volunteer at church? Uh, I volunteer in the welcome desk with you and the translation desk with you. Oh. <laughs> yes. And then uh, every now and then logistic for the summer camp. And uh, yeah, and every, anywhere I can. Also, we, you know, in church, we have um, the connect groups. So I lead one of the connect groups in Saudania. Saudania! Monica <laughs> 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 Saudania. So that's really fulfilling. So I'm trying to do so many things to better my life. And it goes back to what I was talking about, what I'm doing as in my business. It's, it's a dream we're trying to sell. You know, we're, just trying to, we're not just trying to make products. You know, we're trying to make our lives better, not just for myself, for my family, for my friends, for my community. You know, and this is the same stories these guys talk about. You know, when they're rapping, you know, you know, many of them don't even do drugs anymore. They've left their lifestyle, but they are telling their stories of how <coughs> how they came through from those period of time to where they are right now. And you know, and it's quite interesting. You can hear the pain in their in their songs. You can hear when they're celebrating in their songs. You know, you can hear you know you can hear all of that. That's why I identify with this artist. Some artists try to copy that, but you know, it's not authentic. But artists like Make Me or Jay Z, when you listen to them. You know, it's not just random. I know you like Tupac as well. I love Tupac. You know, Changes for me is amazing. Until the end of time is amazing. Because you could... Changes for me is still... The message of that song still resonates right now. And when I listen to this song, I'm like, this guy was a prophet, man. Like, I mean, like, see what he's saying. Like, it's still, you look at the news, especially in the US TV, you see some of the things he's talking about. Like, even from personal experience, you and I'm, and I'm singing to the lyrics and I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, like, this, this stuff is still happening right now. Like... Like and like how like nothing has changed. Like you see the same, and I feel the passion of what he's saying. You know, you know, and he says some stuff, and it's like wow. Like you know, one of the things he was talking about, I think in changes was I think he meant he said a line whereby it was like um, um, that uh, they decided to war on drugs so that they can bother him. You know, you know, they they, they have a war going on in, in Iraq, but you know, they decided a war on drugs just to bother him. You know, the, the war on drugs according to Tupac wasn't really a war on drugs per se. It was just a war on drugs on the fact that. There was a particular community selling drugs, which was the black and African community. Do you understand? And, uh, and it, made, it, made, it made a lot of sense, you know? So it, it did make a lot of sense, you know? And then, so, so Tupac's, Tupac's message does resonate with me in so many ways because you had the passion, you had the struggle, you had, you know what he's fighting for, you know? And then I get so enwrapped in all of that. So for me, just identifying with the struggles of many hip-hop artists, knowing their stories helps me a lot. Then going back to their message itself, you know, some things you learn a you learn a few things. For example, in Jesus ninety nine problem, you know, there was a there was a line he was talking about how a cop stopped him, and then the cop was like, "I would like to check your your the boot of your car," and I was like, "No, you actually don't have a right to check my boot. You need a warrant." And then what happens? Yeah, he skips to another line. But the point is that I didn't know that, and that's probably true. I should do my research on that. But you know, it's very interesting. It's your it's your personal space, do you understand? Before anybody can come to check your space, they should have a warrant from the judge before they can check 
check your space, I think. Yeah. You know, but it was quite an interesting piece of information that I would never know that, that you know, it was quite intriguing. I was like, ah. And they keep, they keep this, these gems, they put these gems inside their raps. So if you listen, if you're a true fan of hip-hop, you hear this stuff. And of course, they say a lot of silly stuff again, here and there, you know, which is true. Yeah. But you, they say a lot of stuff that people, that it passes a lot of people's he- head and they don't really understand. And I think also is that a lot of people listen to just some parts of hip-hop. They don't, they don't listen to everything. If you listen to some parts of hip-hop, you will judge hip-hop wrong. If you listen to some Jay-Z songs, you judge Jay-Z wrong. If you listen to some 50 Cent songs, you, listen, you, you judge 50 Cent. But if you listen to all the body of his work, you see that this guy is a deep thinker. Mm. You see this guy? I, know, I, I remember like, there's a time I was, I, one of 50 Cent songs, he was talking about how, um, uh, was talking about how um, the heat is a good enough reason to kill. I know that makes no sense. It seems rather too aggressive, but the point is that I was thinking about it. Like, see, like uh, some days in Lisbon, it gets so hot, and you're just irritated. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to break something. Yeah. And I can imagine when you're in that kind of scenario, whereby uh, you know you're in the hood, you're selling drugs, you know, and then you know there's, there's, there's a lot of pressure, there's a lot of frustration, you know, and then plus the heat. Yes, yeah. You just need someone just to trigger you. It might just be false or something silly, you know. Someone pushing in front of you. Exactly. You just you just want to just. Go off on the person. So, what what advice would you give to people who run their own businesses, if any? Is there any advice you would share, with, wisdom you may have learned along the way on your journey? I mm. I'm not yet successful in my business. I'm still trying, <laughs> but I would say start small. Okay. You know, I would say many times. I think. Like I said, one of our goals was to infuse technology in our glasses. But we, and we spent a lot of time trying to do that. We weren't getting any closer to it, but we spent a lot of time trying to work that out because we felt that that was the right way to go. Yeah. But we could have started where we're starting right now, which is starting small and growing. And eventually, if we had started much more earlier right now, perhaps we'd be having this interview with our technology infused in our glasses. Yeah. You know? But we learned that lessons that small. Yeah. Use what you have. What you have is more than enough. And it's, it looks weird, but it is the truth. Like, yesterday, I had to take some photos um, of some of my products. And uh, today as well, I had to do, like, a model shoot. You also volunteered. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> you handsome yourself. Yeah. You know, if it was me three years ago, I would have wanted to get, like, a, a professional photographer with some complicated um, um, camera with lights, everything, which I should do, you know. You know, and I will have been worried and anxious as to how will I get the budgets for that, who I need to call, you know, to pay the models. And, but right now, my thinking was that, okay. And yesterday, I had, I had the professional cameras, I had the tripod. But you know what? I wasn't comfortable using those things. Yeah, you, know? you put them so aside. I, I put them aside. I just used my phone. DIY. And the photos, and the photos came out well, well. You know, they came out really, really well. You That's know? the beauty of the age exactly. we live in today. Exactly. There's a lot of stuff we can do ourselves I, now. Exactly. And I was thinking to myself, like, I have grown, you know, I just, and it was okay for me to push that aside. How long did it take you to take the photos? Maybe about three, four hours. Really? Yeah, about three, four That's hours. That's a lot of patience. Yes, but, you know, but... What, the product photos? Yes, the product photos. In so, this house? Was they? No, no, at work, in my office. So I went to the weekends. It had good lighting, so I... Oh, so you went there on the weekend? Yes, I went on the weekend, took some photos. So... Was it fun or was it tedious? Uh, I'll say a little bit of both because okay. I surprised myself as well. You're yeah. going to see the photos on Instagram, so you let me know if those photos are good. What's the Instagram page to follow if you want to see them? Vibrand.ng. And how do you spell vibe? V-Y-B-E, then B-R-A-N-D. Vibe and brand. Put it together. Dot N-G. 
So, guys, if you want to see what the photos look like, he took them himself. Yes. And Instagram it. Yes. Follow. Um, just in case we change the Instagram name, I think you can put the link somewhere on the, on the, description. On the description or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So, you check the description. Yes, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, and, and today again, I needed models. I text all my friends, like, okay, uh, handsome people like you. I'm like, hey, <laughs> show up, Philip. I mean, I have a product launch, you know, I want you two guys to show up for me. You know, I use my friends, you know, and my friends. Those will be on the Instagram, the best ones, won't they? Yes, yes. They will also be I'm on Instagram. Sure on the website. Be one of the best. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> yeah. And recorded videos. And I did it all with the phone, you know. Uh, Which phone was it you were using? It was the Samsung, I think. I think. Yeah, and you know S9, S10. S10 I think or my sister's phone that's another thing I, use, I didn't even use my phone because my phone isn't like the best has, doesn't have the best capabilities yeah. but my point is that I'm a more mature person right now I would have panicked I would have been like oh the phone really? is not going to be good you know if I'm, because I'm using my phone but I've learned that use what you have Yeah, this is what you have and, using it. and the, I was looking at the videos and they were like damn it's so good I was looking at the photos, you know, I was like, wow, it's, it's really, really good. And I'm going to use it and I'm happy. Until I get to the level whereby we have enough resources to have like, a, you know, host of models or perhaps pay you, for example, for your work, you know, so, you know. And so are you going to do the post without, are you going to edit the photos yourself? Yes, I'm going to edit, that's part of the entrepreneurial What are you life. going to use? Which way are you going to edit them? I don't know, I'm going to look for something maybe online. Maybe Instagram or just their, the, the tools on their app? Maybe, or? maybe if, depending on how much time I have or because I also have to work and study. Yeah. But uh, maybe I'll look for, there are many online tools these days, you yeah. know. I think there's Picasa or something like that or some sort of tools. I can find something and just try and edit them, make them. But the photos are really, really good. I don't think I have to do too much editing. The only thing I might have to do is just to do like cropping and stuff like that because I made sure the lighting was good enough. Yeah. And the lighting, there was sun today when we were taking photos. So I think that's amazing. Okay. So... Um, so that's one thing, start from where you are, and it's okay. If you think it's too small, start and grow. So I, I don't feel too bad that now, because then I would have felt bad that, oh, um, I don't have all the resources I need to make to, to do my vision, you know, to, 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 to showcase my talents and stuff like that. But now I'm like, I'm just going to use whatever resources I have right now. And, so, you know, something I've noticed is that you seem to be a very calm, very positive person. You seem to be. Is that a fair, is that a fair statement? Um... I say I would say I try to be positive because yeah. there's so much negative go negativity going out there, and then you know you want to. People are already going through stuff, you know. You don't want to be an extra reason for them to be yeah. sad. Yeah. You know, so I try to see how I can encourage people if I can, see if I can help people if I can, if I'm able to do it. You know, make people feel better about themselves because people are going through a lot. You don't know what's going through people's minds. And also, I, I'm going through a lot of different things, a lot of pressure every now and then, you know. And sometimes just helping people, giving people um, encouragement, a little bit of positivity, goes a long way to making them feel better about themselves. Making, it also makes me feel better about myself, you know, the fact that I'm giving hope or being, encouraging people. I just like people to do well. I think general, especially my friends, like I see my friends, like your podcast, for example, I want it to blow, you know, I want to be somewhere there in the future and be like, okay, I'm part of Philip's first interviews. I'm a real OG, you know, and you get like, <laughs> so when you're getting some award for some podcast, you'll be like, oh, I would like to give thanks, special thanks to my first. And uh, I'll be wearing your sunglasses. Exactly. <laughs> with the infused technology, but like, you know, we came a long way, started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be like, you know what? Um, you know, all this was there to, you know, to be part of the, it's part of the journey. I like to hear those kind of stories, you know. Yeah. And I want to be like, you were part of my story, you know, you, you gave me, you gave me a nice word, you were very positive, you know, you, you encouraged me. And that's all about it. So I, I really find a high time staying with a lot of negative and toxic people. Once I notice you are very negative or toxic, I just try to remove 
remove, remove myself. But I would say it's not what always... What tips do you have for staying positive? That's the thing. I'm not always positive. So I'm, really? I, I, I'm, I'm always also, I guess, really, really sad at times. And sometimes, you know, you go through depression, depressing state. And, and, and sometimes, you know, I've also known that I was also depressed for a long period of time. Oh, okay. um, and depression is another thing. Having mental health, you know, trying to be mentally um, healthy, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's another passion of mine. But, you know, I've, I'm not always all jolly and positive. There are some times where I don't want to see anybody. And sometimes I'm just by myself. And, you know, and most of my very, very close friends know those times, you know, and they pick me up because when they are down, I try to pick them up as well. But when they're also down, you know, they pick me up. And this year has been a little bit of a struggle for me, to be honest, even though there's been a lot of positivity and I moved into a new apartment. And I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you, know, I, you know, I started my own business, you know, you know, um, I'm studying, I'm moving, I'm advancing in my, in my PhD, you know, you know, I'm, I'm at work as well. Plus there's a PhD in economics. A PhD in economics. I'm, 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 I, I, I managed a couple of projects for the European, <laughs> for the European Union. So there's a lot, there's a lot that's going on. Sometimes it can be so, um, a lot of stuff on your plate. Yes. And it can, it can be like, I'm suffocating. You know, and that could, and sometimes when you're trying to work so hard to get somewhere, and you're not seeing as much results as you want to see, you could feel really deflated. Yeah. You know, and then, and those moments I'm really low, you know, I just feel like quitting everything, walking away, you know. And then I have those moments where my friends help me, they pick me up, you know, you know, God remind, I'm, I'm very religious, so, you know, and I, I have faith, you know, and sometimes, you know, you pray, you know, God helps you read something in the Bible, you know, you get, a, you get encouraged, you know, you move on, you hear, you hear some, some sermon, you know, you go to church, you know, or I just be amongst friends like you, you know, where we just talk about life. And even when, you, even when we don't talk about God or anything like that, you know, you just feel, you know, just... You just, you just vibing positivity, you understand? You just feel like I'm in good company, you understand? And yeah. that rubs on you. You know, you come out, you know, elevated. You come out, you come out inspired, you know? So, yeah, it's not, to be honest, everybody that says they're always happy most of the time, it's a lie. Many times they're always crying. Many times they're always sad behind the scenes, you know? Just try as much as to put, um, try to, to just, be, just to be good every day. You, you try your best just to live. I think there's nothing special that I do. Okay. And what about the... Dancing, yeah. You have some grooves. Thank you. So, what would you say for the dancers here that are listening, including myself? There's a lot. So, there's a lot of classes I go to, solo dance classes. Yes. And there's a lot of people that there's a lot of choreography we learn. Yeah. And some people are very get like, oh, I can't remember the choreography, and they get really stressed, and and. Then, What's, what, what, what's, what's dancing to you? So first of all, I'm not a professional dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I really like to dance a lot in parties, you know, and I think for me, when I dance, I'm not dancing for, I'm just dancing for myself. As a matter of fact, I used to be very, very shy. I still think I'm still, I'm very, I'm shy as well. As a, in general? Yes, in general. You're I'm, having a joke. I'm serious. I'm very, very shy. Like I'm one of, and, but I grew older and I, I've started to do stuff for myself. I find that being shy is like you're doing stuff for people. When you're shy, it feels like that. But, but now I do stuff for myself. So even when I'm dancing, I'm really not dancing for anybody. I'm dancing for myself because I'm just happy. Or I'm just celebrating, you know, or I'm with my boys and we're just like partying, you know, we're just, we're just having a good time. And sometimes I don't even think about the moves I'm doing. I just think, oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm having a good time. Really? But of course I see, so I get it. I'm inspired by it because of my culture. I see things on TV, on the music videos and all that. And then it registers in my head, you know, and I, I just try it. And I say, oh, this works well. This is how I'm feeling. And I just do the next move. And I'm like, oh, I'm really, really, really 
having a nice time, you know, and I'm just enjoying myself, listening to the music, enjoying the music. And many times when I'm dancing with my friends, you know, we are singing along to the music, we are, we are feeding off each other, you know, dancing, you know, we are, you know, we are enjoying ourselves, you know, you know. And if, you seem to not care what people think and, and not care how well you do. Yes, I'm just... Because some people are very like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm doing this right or no. they think too much. You no, know, I think before, I think I used to think about that a lot before when I was younger. But as I get older, like, I'm like, I'm just enjoying myself and I feel as if I've lived... Uh, my life for a lot of people. Okay, yes. why and what people think? Yeah, exactly what they think. You know how how they look at me right now. But now I really don't care too much. You should care to so, to to some level because sometimes people's opinions about you might have some truth in it. But I really don't care too much. I don't base everything on what other people think, and I just try to live my life. So I wouldn't even say I'm the best dancer. Yeah, I don't really dance, but I just and sometimes I do. I don't even get the moves right that I haven't learned, but I just do it anyway. I'm just enjoying myself and I laugh. I know I'm I'm just having fun. I'm having fun with doing what I'm doing. Do uh, African American people, or sorry, Afri- African Caribbean people, do you feel they have more groove, general? Have more feeling when they dance, more groove. African Caribbean than people. European people, people from Africa, people from the Caribbean. Do they have? Is this? A lot of times <laughs> in the party, you'll see the people from. Angola, like so much groove getting I, down, and then you see the European I, people a bit more shy and worried, and I think not so loose. Mm, on, on, I think I think that, I think um, historically that's true, but I think that's changing right now because especially in Lisbon, cultures are blending a lot quickly. You know, here in Lisbon, you have people, even Portuguese. You know, you have like that's the South American influence, and then you have this Angolan influence, and then so you see somebody who is like um, very European. But when they move, you know, and even even in pop culture, like you know, a lot of it, you know, there's a lot of references from, you know, you know, from from African dance moves, you know, hip hop culture and stuff like that. So everything is all getting all together. So I would say right now that um, I would say in many places, at least the places I go to, you know, there's a lot of a lot of um, people, you know, people who are you very European, you know, dancing like they were, you know, like. Like dancing with a lot of rhythm, dancing with a lot of style, you know. I find that when I go to a club and it's like they're playing hip hop R and B, it's always the people from Africa just look amazing, and then everybody else is is is, is just not the they, same. They, say, they don't, don't have that same je ne sais quoi, the yeah, X factor. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. And yeah, I get you. And then uh, they and just have this swag and. Even if they're not doing much, then yes, yes. <laughs> I think it's also yeah. I think I think it's is it from growing up and going yes, to all I, these yes, parties and yeah, and just and just and, and, and just seeing what what other people are doing as you're growing up because you go to parties, you dance, you go to church, you dance, you know, you know, and it's it's the rhythm, the way the drums are, you know, like you know, listen to you, like when you when I think most when Africans dance, you know, beyond listening to the bass, we're listening to the drums, you know, the the rhythm of the drums, and you know, we, we just dance to those drums. I was telling someone that I can literally dance to anything, even rock music, I can. I Africanize it. <laughs> I remember I was talking, I think it was Gimiel or someone, we were talking about music and you know, she was like, and they were playing some rock song and I said, give her some, she was like, it's, it's a rock song, why do I like, I'm listening to the drums and I'm just flowing to the rhythm to what I'm listening to. So it's not even as if I'm just, you know, I'm just listening to the rhythm, listening to the, to the melody, listening to where the, the drums, where the kicks are coming in and I'm just trying to move based on, on that and I could dance to it. There are some songs that are definitely not danceable. I think that you just have to just jump or nod your head, yeah. <laughs> but you know. But I think I, I would say I would say, and I was also I think it's relative. Dancing is different. Like for example, you do like the West Coast swing. Thing. Yeah, I don't Not think dancing. I can do that. Even for example, um, I was trying to learn kizomba, and even though I was 
I have some. No, that's the thing. That's the thing. I found it. I found it very hard to to pick up. Of course, if I practice it, yeah. I'll get it. Yeah. The first time it was like too many things to to book, to to learn, and partly because Kizomba isn't from my side of the of the country, like in Nigeria. You know, it's not it's, West Coast. It's, yeah, it's not, it's not West African. But um, Guinea-Bissau is sort of like um, it's West it's West African. But they because they are related to like the Portuguese. Um, they they, they yeah, understand. I, I, th- I believe it's from Angola. And, yeah, okay, so, yeah. exactly. So I, I it's when until I got into Portugal, I found out about Kizomba, you know, and the moves and stuff like that. Did you Wikipedia I, it? I YouTube it. Okay. Yeah, and I saw a couple of cool things. I feel as if if I stay like, like if I see Kizomba every single day, like every day. With all my music videos like on YouTube, I watched it every single day, like three months. It stays in my mind, and I think I'll be able to replicate it. Really? Yes, because I, you know, that's the dancing. You keep on watching it, keep on watching it, keep on. One day you just in the kitchen, you're cooking, you just see yourself. I'm like, ah, I actually could do that move, you know. Actually, but I think you keep on watching it several times, listening to the same music several times. You will know when you're moving to it. So that's for me. But I haven't listened to enough Kizomba music. I haven't listened to it. A lot of that kind of movie for me to pick up the the moves yet, and I have to also obviously have to practice and try and feel and stuff like that. So, what advice do you give to people that might be a bit low in confidence on dancing? Hey, do it for yourself, man. Do it for yourself. I think the moment you start to, and that's one. I think one of the things I, why I I never volunteer for like dancing in church because I feel as if um, I think it's nice, you know. But I'm always afraid that if I get into that. I'll be doing it for, I wouldn't be doing it for myself. I'll be worried, okay, I need to get this move this way. I have to do it this way. I have to, if I, if I did this, I failed. And rather than me just letting loose, freestyling, doing my stuff, you know, just enjoying myself, then, you know, and that's good for, to have the structure, but I feel for me, it's be a little bit hard for me because I'm afraid that um, uh, I might lose that doing it for myself factor. Genius. Mm. And so because I've really worked hard to do a lot of stuff for myself. Do you practice a lot at home? To dance? Yeah. Funny thing, I was thinking about it. I think, I don't think I really did practice anything. I, I never used to be like a dancer like that. I never, as a matter of fact, I didn't even think I used to really, really dance like that. I don't know what happened to me. I just, it's like a light bulb. Just I just switched on the light bulb. And out of nowhere, like, I think because I used to stay in the student residence, and I think, I remember, I remember the first parties that were there. I didn't dance. I was in the corner. Really? Yes, I was just in the corner. Wh- where was this? Uh, in, in Lisbon? In Lisbon. I was just in the corner and I didn't do anything, you know. What? But yes, yes, exactly. I I'll give an example. I'll give an example. So I remember there were some students who knew me then and they left for like maybe two years or so. And there was another party and they came back and they saw me and I was like in the middle of a dance floor dancing. And one of them just, just struck like, dude, like, I was, uh, you, you never used to dance, you know. But the thing is that it had always been inside me. Yeah. It had, it had always been inside me, but I never just... I just decided to just let go and just be myself and just. What made you decide to let go? I think it's just trying to do stuff for myself. Like I said, not trying to do things for anybody. Just enjoying myself. Really, I, I have just being free. Like I don't have any burdens to worry about. I don't have to carry your burden on my head. I just. Oh, I, tell me more. You have to carry my burden. <laughs> I wish I could carry everybody's burden. Yeah. I wish you could. Sorry, but just letting loose and not being too worried about life and stuff like that. I just decided, you know, I'm just going to, you know. And there's some days, for example, maybe I had a bad day. My friends would be like, oh, let's go out. Let's go have fun. And, you know, just trying to forget all the whole stress of the whole day. You just so you, you go out with them to Lis- into Lisbon? Yeah, we're going to Lisbon and then we forget about, I forget about the how the, the, the bad day that I had. And I listen to the music that... that like Afrobeats? Afrobeats. Where did you go in Lisbon? Uh, one of my favorite places is Kais de Pirata. 
in, in Pink Street on Pink Street. Oh. It's a lovely place. It's very. I've seen it. I've never been. It's very very intimate. It's very. It's not a big. It's a bar, but they always like convert it. So it's it's very. Um, it's not a big space, but it's really nice. And the DJ there is amazing because he's. He, I think he's Mozambican, so he's one of the DJs that comes on the weekend, and he plays a lot of Afrobeat from Nigeria. So once I listen to that song, first of all, I first get hyped that they're playing my music in Europe, and then. The fact that, you know, just singing along to the song, you know, and some of those songs are like anthems back home. Like if you played like, um, in like in the clubs, everybody just goes wild. You know, if they played in concerts, everybody just goes wild because those songs are like hits around West Africa. So when you hear those songs, you're like, yes, like I'm in my zone. You're dancing with your friends. You're having a nice are they, time. Where are they from, your friends? Uh, they are mixed. Angolan, Mozambican, Cape Verdean, Portuguese, uh, uh, Nigerian, obviously. Uh, um, the ones that I go out regularly, Guinea-Bissau, uh, yeah, so uh, a lot of Portuguese too, you know. And well, your, your, your moves, where did you get them from, or your moves? I don't, I don't even do a lot of moves, I just, I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I would say I have a particular moves I, 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 that, I, that I implement all the time, but I just, I would say a lot of it's from everything, like I see, I see somebody dancing somewhere, I pick it up, I see somebody's leg work somewhere, I just pick it up. I see something on YouTube. What's the Guana Guana? The Guana Guana. That's, Guana, that's, Guana, South, Guana. that's, even, that. that's even South African. That's, I saw it and I liked it. And I like it. I like it's very fluid. Let me try and do it. You know, and then, you know, and then in Nigeria, we're always having like dance moves. Like, forever, like every every year, there's always like this new dance. Yeah. You know, sometimes I lose track, you know, and I'm probably doing some dances that I like, that, that, were, that were released like some ages ago. But I don't even care anymore. I'm just enjoying myself, enjoying that's the right. moves, you know, and just living my life, you know. That's that. For me, when I'm dancing, there's a lot of attitude in my facial expression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly how happy I am with my friends. You know, even when I'm dancing with my friends, we're giving ourselves high fives. You know, we are giving ourselves fist bumps. You know, you know, and <laughs> because we're just enjoying ourselves, living our lives. You know, and you know, people are wondering, what is this, guys? We're just genuinely just enjoying ourselves. We don't even care what's if we're dancing crazy. We don't even care if people want to dance with us. You know, we're just like living our best life. You know. Do you care how you look when you dance? No, because you know what. The best nights I've ever had in my life is dancing. I was just dancing for myself because when you go to the you go to all these places like you know all these bars and stuff, something you have this expectation. Oh, you know, meeting people, you know, how you look, how you dress, and if you take away all those expectations, you just go, you dance, you have fun, and you go home. You feel much more fulfilled. I I, I know times that me and my friends we've got we've, we've got we've gone out together and then. Everybody's all stuck up, but when they see us dancing, it's infectious. Before we know it, everybody's like going crazy. Everybody's yeah. having a nice time. Everybody's shouting. It's like, yeah. <laughs> They're like, where are you from? But like, we're just having a nice time. We go and like, and you know, and I don't know, they, they are, they are, they are, they are, they, they, they have, maybe they have barriers. All of that drops, you know, and they're having yeah, a nice time. Yeah, sometimes there's this, this, this social yes. pressure that yes. everyone's all like, Yes, yes, yes. Like peacocks walking around. Yes. And it's also good to get those people who can, like, supposedly dance involved as well. You know, whatever moves they are, we hype them up. Yeah, exactly. So everybody feels involved. Everybody feels like they're part of it because dancing. This happened in Nigeria? No, here. Like, but does it, this is part of the culture growing up that people involve everybody in dancing? Or? Yes, because everybody just dances. Like, you know, even if you don't have the best moves, you know, you just bring the person, it's like you dance with the person, you know, everybody just dances, you know. That's it's part of it. In the church, you dance, you know, you go everywhere, you dance. Like, there's always dancing everywhere. Like, Why is there dancing everywhere? I guess it's just how we were brought up. We always had drums, you know, people, you know, with, I guess that's how it, was, it has always been. I don't know. Maybe it's just the African thing, you know, for maybe, you know, 
you know, and I think maybe it's, I don't know the history, a lot of the history, but I guess maybe maybe when you used to go to war, they would have drums. You know, when you have ceremonies, there's always drums. You know, there's that kind of stuff. Hmm. You know, and it's 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 just very very interesting. So here, I feel dancing. You can't dance by yourself. You have to. For me, it's uh, people have to be there. You know, people have to be. You know, you have to enjoy it with people. You have to listen to the music. There's that famous phrase, "Dance like nobody's watching." Famous phrase. Yeah. Yeah, which sounds like you're there at the moment. Yeah. But I read I read an article and it was said this person from from an African country was saying that he was saying he or she was saying European people, or I think they wrote white people think too much when they dance. Maybe. But I would say funny things. Well, What's comparing to like ballet, which is an amazing dance, but yes. we have to codify everything. This is the position you have to explain everything. Whereas in but, but African, which is a different style of dance in Africa, the African dances. I don't I don't want to pigeon them all as one yeah. style, but. Um, it's less about this is the fifth position in this, but I think that's also very interesting too, you know, I think there's a lot of discipline to that, you know, having that structure as well, because I don't think I'll be able to do like ballet, for example. Which is an amazing dance. Exactly. And it's I, different, it's a different and, dance. And the choreograph, the discipline, standing on your toes, like it's, it's on a different level, like, you know, it's, you know, and a lot of people find fun in doing that. You can be professional and it's just like saying you're doing your job, for example, you know, many people will look at my job and be like, that's too hard, I can never, but sometimes I really do enjoy my job, do you understand, because it is what I like to do, you know, so, so people like in ballet, even though you look so rigorous and so disciplined, but people actually enjoy and find joy, and the people who actually enjoy it, you can tell. Mm. And I think some people, when they do it for themselves, for exactly. their name to be famous, for them to just earn money, it's not the same. It's not the, as the same. Exactly for the arts. Exactly. Exactly. So even if you meet somebody who is good enough for beats, but they're dancing, maybe like to make money, it's different from somebody who is just dancing. Even if he knows all the technique, but enjoying himself, because you'll be like, this guy is enjoying. He doesn't even care if he wins. He's just enjoying his life, and that's contagious. Because when you dance, everybody's smiling, everybody's happy. You know, nobody cares about. He's not, he doesn't care about technique. Even if he makes a mistake, he turns into something else. You'll be like, this is this is fun. Yeah. And I think once you take out that fun moment out of the dancing, it makes everything look so rigorous. So, like, even European dance, even the, the, the waltz or whatever, like, if you're really doing it very well, and by the way, I would like to learn all, the, learn all of that as well. But if you're doing it and you're really enjoying it, you forget the structure, you're just, you know, you're putting, you're putting a little bit of yourself inside it. I think, I think that's very interesting because obviously there's structure, but you also have to be, to be to be you make as it, well. Make, yeah, do you do, exactly? Do you, have you. To, you have to put your own flavor on it as well. Like that's why even see even African dances. Like even if it's the same technique, most professional African dancers who are actually enjoying themselves, they always put in something from from themselves. It might even just be a facial expression. Yeah, they they put in something that is them that is them. Like, is there any dancers you look up to? I don't watch I don't watch professional dance like it's not my I just dance for fun but any I, YouTube videos I watch, a, I watch a lot of African Afro bits so I watch a lot of music uh, music videos um, from a lot of artists like um, 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 Olamide um, Davido Richard the Risk Kid and Boyna Boy uh, oh you mentioned Boyna, Boyna Boy, Boy yeah <laughs> he's huge right now the Banj just like back in the early 2000s you know I listen to all those kind of songs and I listen to the dance moves they they, 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 they showcase on their music videos and I just, it's, I, I'm just intrigued you know and some of it is really, really some of it is stupid as well and like I'm not doing that definitely you know? okay. <laughs> I'm not doing that but a lot of it is fun you know it's inspiring hearing how you dancing for yourself yes not like, worrying what people think yes and, 
I think sometimes I can get, when I'm at a party, everyone's like, oh, look, Philippe, he's a dancer. Philippe, dance, dance. Yeah, there's also, yeah, like, oh, yeah. It's just like a comedian. You'd be like, oh, yeah, comedian. So give us a joke, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, that does, it doesn't work that way, you know? It's not like, it's not like, you know, if you have to just be in him. And sometimes I'll go to some, I'll go out with my friends and everybody's dancing, but I'm not in the mood. So did you have nights you don't dance? Yes, I just like chill, relax. Yesterday I was out with friends and I wasn't really dancing. I just, I wasn't in the mood. I was even feeling constipated. I was like, I'm not even dancing. I'm just going to just... But they were, they were. They were you, dancing. You were watching. I was just chilling by the side, you understand? Okay. But you know, and sometimes you just, you just need to, you just need to, you know, sometimes I just need to, you know, feel the vibe and when it's coming. If, I, I always say it's, it's, it's always coming. Sometimes, sometimes it's when I get there or get to the place, um... And they play the music. I'm like, oh, oh. this is my jam. I, I went out once to Pensola Mord on a Friday yeah. night. Old, they were playing 90s R&B. Mm. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. And I just couldn't start. Stop. I just loved yeah. it. Yeah. Other nights you go to a place and it's... Yeah, you don't yeah, feel it. yeah. And some nights it just takes some time, you know. The you warm know, up. You want, exactly. It's just moving your shoulders. Then they play that jam. You're like, yeah. You yeah. go crazy Park with it. Park Bar's good. They've been to Park Bar. I love Park Bar. Mm. Yeah, the only thing I don't Lots like is yes, yes, no and, people there. and then it's always too crowded for me sometimes. But so. yeah, I do like it. Yeah. yeah, but the music is always good too in Park Bar. I would agree. It's cool. Though. It's really good. But I really love Kais de Pirata because it's my to, spot. Is it opposite Pensel the Morna? No? There's a bar right opposite. Is it that it's one? It's BC. That's B. I also go there with my friends, Badu Kais. Because when, when one of them closes, oh, is it Badu Kais? BC, Badu Kais. When Pensel the Morna closes, people go across to BC. Yes, I like BC. And it's it's nice. And the DJs always mix it up every now and then. My friends and I, we go there every time. As a matter of fact, when I was um, in the student residence, we used to call it our HQ because we always made it up there. Ah. Yeah, every day, every day. We always go in there a lot of time. But, um, but, um, but I, find, I, think, I think everybody has, needs a spot, their own spot. But I would say my own spot is Kai Stupidata because the music is there. It's nice. Can I come out with you one day? Yes, please. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I, you know, the music is there, it's nice, people are just having fun, you know, you know, the DJs, you know, you know, it mixes up everything. It puts a little of hip hop, it puts a little nineties, it puts a little of um Afrobeats, reggaeton. Great. So, you know, you're dancing to everything, you're like, you know. Yeah. Great. Yeah. What would you say are your goals and dreams if you for the future? If yeah. any, maybe maybe you you don't you don't wanna put anything down. What I really want to do yeah. in the future. Ideas, dreams. Yes, I, I, guess, I, I think it's good for me to put it out there. So maybe someday in the future, someone will send an interview and be like, he said it. So because I'm into venture capital, yeah. and what that is for those people who don't know, is more or less it's like investing in um, um, risky um, um, innovations. So typically startups. You, you, that's the company you work for? Yes. Full time? Yes, full time. So, um, uh, and then... Um, so a lot of companies that are startups that have a lot of um, innovations, they typically traditionally cannot go to banks to get money for investments and stuff like that. In the form of a loan. Yeah, in the form of a loan because they are, the businesses are very, very risky. Like, for example, if Uber wouldn't have gone to a bank um, 10 years ago or whatever, because no bank would give because the business model was very, very risky. But then you have this set of people called venture capitalists who it's their goal to finance this kind of project. So technically, we, we're, the company I work for is more like a hybrid venture capital because we work like an accelerator. We, we are an accelerator and a venture capital firm. So what that accelerator part does is that not only do we provide financing, we also provide other resources that um, startups might need because in this particular space for, um, for like high-risk innovations, um, 
many of them lack some certain skills. For example, a lot of them are like scientists, researchers, programmers. They know nothing about business. They don't have a lot of contacts to to the wide investors or to the wide markets because especially when you're in that kind of um, space, you can't just waltz into any markets. There are barriers. So you have to know how to break those barriers. You have to know how to navigate through the system. So as an accelerator, we help them to do all of that navigation to help them to get from one place to another. So it's my dream. I want to, as working, doing projects for the European Union and stuff like that, one of the things that is very, very interesting for me is the fact that there's a lot of innovation in Africa. Like for example, and I know the challenges of what it means to take a lot of business from Africa. And there's a lot of innovation that can be used to solve African problems. You know, right now, a lot of people give aid to Africa, but we have a lot of brilliant people having nice ideas to solve African problems, you know. You know and we could solve a, host, a, lot, a lot of problems from corruption problems to, to environmental problems to medical problems with innovations that people are going through. And who better to solve our problems than the people who are feeling the pain of those problems, mm -hmm. you know. But one of the major... And things that inhibits um, a lot of innovators, which I, also in my case is finances, you know, having the resources to back up those finances, you know. And we're not just talking about going to having access to a loan, having um, access to assets or to resources that could back high risk ventures, you know, things that actually have a high growth potential, but could also fail and really, really go back because of the nature of, their, of the venture. So it's my dream to someday. Um, lead like a venture capital fund. Right, yes, lead it. Yes, you have like a, a huge venture capital fund that will actually invest in innovation that would help solve real African problems, you, uh -huh. know, you know, and then to help Africans come up with their innovations, invest in those businesses that can help solve, you know, be in the financial sector, medical sector, environmental sector, or education sector. So, you know, and we really, right now in Africa, we really need like quick growth. You know, we can't, we, don't, we, can't, we can't afford to have, like, growth for, like, 10 years or 20 years. We need something that can work. And that's what high-risk ventures bring to the table. You know, they, they grow really quickly. You know, we need people to get more jobs. We need people to be educated faster. And in Nigeria, we have a huge young population. And now is the time we need to um, capitalize on this young population for them to be innovative, for them to be educated. And we just don't have those kind of funds. You know, you here in Europe, you have, like, massive funds, you know, like, you know, you have some venture capital fund, you know, like 100 million, 200 million. In the U.S., they have funds that are, that are reaching up to billions, you know, investing in, in, in different startups. Recently, um, what's the name of, this, of the venture capital fund uh, you work for now, the venture capital firm? BGI. It's BGI. Like building Global Innovators. From so America? It, it started from America, so from MIT, exactly, and then oh. here in, in Portugal. It started as a competition, um, then they, 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 they're like more or like an initiative, and they spun out to become a proper company. And right now, so we, sub, and we do some projects for the European Union, so I manage one of the projects that... What's the job title? It's called the EIT Digital Project Manager. Say that again, sir? EIT Digital Project Manager. So the company, the, 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 the entity that we work with is called EIT Digital, and their goal is to support EIT, EIT, EIT Digital, E, European Institute of Innovation and Technology, Digital. Mm. <laughs> so the EIT, the way it works is that they have different divisions. You have EIT Digital, you have EIT Climate Kick, EIT um, Food, EIT Health, and like the name suggests, each of these um, entities supports a particular sector, digitalization, um, health, food. So I work with the digital part and it's my job to so what they do is that they support innovation across Europe so I manage one of the projects here in Portugal and it's my job to do a variety of things maybe write reports that help policymakers 
or investors know more about Portugal. It's my job to look out for promising innovations and to, to recommend to, the, to, to, to them to see if they can support those innovations in terms of providing them with certain access to finance, access to markets. It is my job to organize some and financing projects for very early stage startups where they receive some financing up to like 15 to, 15 to 20,000 20, euros. You know, it's my job to... Um, um, organize some education programs for students because the, they want to tap into to, to, to early innovations from students. So it's my job to organize um, some of those education events to engage um, students and STEM students at, the, at different levels. So if somebody was, was wanted to have got a startup and they want to apply for some funding, Yes. can they do that? Yes, they can. So there are a variety of ways. First of all, you have to know where you, where you are as an entrepreneur, you know, what stage you are. You have to know what, what kind of innovation you have and what is the stage of your innovation you know you have different levels like you have um, you have to know your tech the technology readiness level of your innovation you have to know what level that is that will determine the kind of funding you receive you have to also know about your team if you're capable to handle those kind of finances and if you have a skilled team to 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 um to to, to, to execute your innovation so those are the kind of things that we look at before we decide to fund a particular project or in introduce them to an investor who could potentially fund um um, your, the, those innovations. So you have, but we typically work with disruptive innovation. Okay. So we wouldn't work with, um, say, regular SMEs, which we could be a coffee shop, for example. But if you have, like, for yeah, example, small to medium enterprise. Exactly. Yeah. Or if you had, like, but if you are making coffee in a disruptive way, for example, <laughs> you came up with some sort of chemical, chemical components that helps coffee, makes coffee sweeter, you know, is much more sustainable, or something like that, you know, so yeah. I would be like, yes. That's what we're looking for. Innova innovation, innovative is disruptive, and that's kind of thing we're looking for in this particular in this particular space. Because for SMEs, you can go to a bank; they'll give you a loan. Okay. You know, but you know, for if I tell them I have like a disruptive innovation, I take it to a bank, it most likely wouldn't you know, work that way. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Is there anything you wanna you wanna add in before we, before we? Uh, Yes, I would like close. Yeah, I would like to say thank you for this opportunity to talk with you. I think it has been amazing. Yes, yeah, it's been great. great and really interesting person. Interesting. Thank really, you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to. Uh, when you say that, you make me seem as if I'm some super wise person because I also learned a lot from you because we were just having a chat before and I was amazed about your life story and you know the things you've gone through and it's it's, it's very very inspiring. Okay. Oh, so um, I want to say really thank you for everything. I really. Um, rooting for your podcast you know, and if there's anything we can do to support that let me know if you, you want another interview on something maybe we should have a, uh, I'm studying something about the science of love oh wow I heard recently you can just fall. came out with that yeah science, science of love you know I found out that you people fall in love in four minutes what yes apparently so you think when you see somebody you feel as if you've known them for a long time maybe you think oh it's because I've been with this person for six months I love the person no according to the science it's four minutes the, but what about people that are best friends for years and they fall in love with each other? That's the thing. They might have fallen in love with each other earlier on. They just didn't, they just didn't openly say that I love you. So you're saying within the first four minutes? Within, no, not within the first... Yeah, it can happen within the first four minutes, but when you... you can oh, even, oh, you mean once it happens, it takes four minutes. Four minutes. Oh, so maybe you've known something for three years and then within a four-minute cycle. Yes, exactly. You fall in love. Oh. And it could be then, because sometimes we meet people... I think meant within the first four minutes. That also happens a lot, but people never acknowledge his love. They could be. They might think it, they might take it for lost or something else. But within that four minutes, depending on how there are different things that you can know if it's truly love or not. Yeah. You know, for example, one of for girls, for example, one of the ways they acknowledge 
subconsciously acknowledge that they love a person is that when they tell other people about an encounter with somebody. Yeah. That's when they... That, that, they, they might not even say to themselves, I love this person. But once they start to tell, they're acknowledging... Then that's a good sign. They, that's one of the signs that, mm. that you might be in love. But that's the idea. So we could talk about that kind of stuff for relationships or bad relationships later on. We can talk about different... We could talk about innovation or technology since that's my, that's my field. We could talk about economics next time. So anything you need for... Uh, you need me to do in terms of helping to boost the podcast uh, just let me know and to anybody listening to this I would like to say that be yourself define your cool as our business is be original be yourself I would say do things for you of course don't be selfish yeah you know you know but the point is that don't let a lot of people's opinions weigh down on you or or people's expectations of you make you feel do things that are different than you would normally do. Be happy, you know, and one of the best ways to be happy is to be yourself. I know it looks so cliche, be yourself, be yourself, but like you need to really start doing things for yourself. You really need to start to, to, to encourage yourself. You need to start to, you know, just be you, you know, and, and you, would, you enjoy life better, I think. I'm still learning to do that. I hope I, I get to a point whereby I can totally say that I'm totally free from people's expectations and I'm just doing things for myself and to support people around me, not necessarily doing it because I need validation yeah, on people. Good. Yeah. That's good. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Philip. You're the, the G. The legend, Otis, the, the King G. Otis. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs>